0: And we had Milo, which was the boy. And Milo actually saved my brother's life. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. The sound treatment is just falling on Mel's head.
0: Welcome back. We're in a, a new space right now. It's a bit different, a bit cozy.
1: Yeah, it's a temporary space and it's kind of... I don't. I won't use the word that Mel would normally use to descri- yeah, <laughs> describe describe a small space. It is
0: quite rapey, I will say this, but he's <laughs> put some lights on, so you know, it's less sleuth like.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's the difference, isn't it? I
0: <laughs> think it absolutely is. I went. I actually went to see a contractor yesterday. They sent me out to. Charles Sturt Uni, they're redoing stuff up there. And I went up in this back, this big three story building, and I called him and I was like, Are you here? And he goes, Yeah. And I was like, So I'm looking inside and it looks real rapey. (laughs) And he said, (laughs) He's obviously not used to dealing with me. He's like, What? What are you talking about? I'm like, It's like a deserted three story building with tinted windows. (laughs) It's not been touched in it. It's real, real rapey. And then he got on board. He said, oh, I'll show you in like this. And he started showing me around. I was like, yeah, look, it's not getting any better. It looks like this looks like a bit like a mental asylum with the bright lights. And he started showing me around. He goes, oh, if you want to see the rapey room, though, this is the rapey room.
1: I don't want to use that word, but I'm fascinated. So, what made up this special room?
0: It's like it was just derelict with all the stuff shoved in there. It's like (laughs) dark. There was no lighting or anything like that. But honestly, from the outside, so I'll even say where it is. So you go up Thaguna, like to where the Thaguna Plaza is and you turn right to go as if you're going to the top car park up there. And instead of turning right onto the car park, you turn left and go up the little side thing and there's this old three-story building that has the most dirty sort of concrete facade, like it's like sand, not good sandstone, just like grot with like wet, rusty sort of marks on the outside. And the windows are being like so double glazed black that it just looks, it honestly looks deserted. Apparently people work up on the top floor, but I wasn't having a bar of that. That was like, nah, that's, this, well, this looks rapey.
1: That Saguna moss. Yeah. Has been on that building since I was there in 2002.
0: Yeah, well, just, that's they do
1: environmental it. science, and I'm pretty sure they just look at the wall. They're <laughs> like, this is moss.
0: My new job entails me doing exactly what you advise women not to do. <laughs> pretty much. I realised this the other day when I went to visit someone. Just a new person just pulled out of the phone book, and I've called them just to see if I can go and catch up and find out about their business. And I'm just driving around thinking, this place isn't even on maps. like <laughs> I'm just <laughs> heading out into the middle of nowhere that doesn't exist. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, look, if this was anyone else, I'd be advising them that this is massive red flags. You should not be doing this. And yeah. now that's my job is to go out and meet random strangers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it does sound pretty sus when you put it like that. It's
0: very, very <laughs> sus.
1: So, talking about something that's sus. Talking about something that's sus. For everyone who's listening, they probably know that we've been gone a while. Mel's been hosting all these events. I was in Melbourne at the Comedy Festival supporting my mate Ollie and then I got COVID. So, yeah, one thing that's happened in that time that we haven't had the chance to talk about was you got robbed, which is a bit sus. I,
0: did I get robbed in that time? This was like a past Rob story. Oh, this is a past <laughs> Rob.
1: So, <laughs> have you got two Robs or is this the only Rob story?
0: Oh, Sorry, I just swore. <laughs>
1: It came um, up to – I've had it in that note from that period. So, that's what I want to talk about is can you talk, tell us about when you got robbed?
0: I might have got robbed twice. The The, the biggest robbed story was when I was living in East Albury and it was in an old – well, it was in my mate's house but apparently it used to be a drug dealer's den. Found that out post. Anyway, I was living with um, my mate and it was – going really well but then he had to move away to work so we got someone else in and he just I won't say his name because you'll be able to link him to someone but he just had like a real smarmy vibe about him Mm. like there was just something about him that I didn't like or trust I wasn't scared of him because I thought I could beat you up in two seconds if something went down. Like, I was absolutely not scared of him, but there's just something about him that wasn't trustworthy. Tried really hard to be his friend and that, and then just it sort of never never took off. And I just was always, like, questioning things in the house and stuff happened. Like, he got a dog and put it in the backyard, and he decide like he said, it was actually his mum's dog and he was just looking after it, which was a lie. Like... Bills didn't get paid, and all these, all these things. And in the end, he ended up moving out, and it was just, just a nightmare to get him out of the house. And I moved into what was his bedroom, and I found like little, like, drug bags and stuff like that, oh. which was pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> but, but um, I had two new housemates which I absolutely loved, and we were just you know, Cohen, he was um, one of the cool ones. We'd go out and do like – he's the one who used to take me to the handgun shooting range and he was really cool to live with. We did heaps (laughs) of cool stuff.
1: For everyone at home, Mel's looking at me like she's told me that a bunch of times. Oh, sorry. I've never heard that story. Well,
0: we did that and we also brewed moonshine underneath the house.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was was unreal. (laughs) Cohen was a great houseman. I should message him actually. Anyway, we were doing all that stuff. And the girl was on night shift and she got like, she was always very scattered when she came home. But Cohen and I sort of bonded by the fact that we liked each other and can bond over the fact that she was a bit, you know, erratic and would leave stuff open and everything. Anyway, at one point she started saying, Oh, I swear I heard someone outside. And we were like, No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Mm. Don't, don't like. You just mad? She goes, "Oh, what if someone like comes and steals?" Said, so, "Look, everyone knows how many men I'm friends with. No, everyone would be mad to come and nick anything off us. Mm. Mm. send out a hench mob, <laughs> um, like a hedge fund. <laughs> yes, I'd send out a hedge Save, fund. After. Same difference. Yeah. <laughs> so that was all all cool. We placated her and just told her to, to simmer down. Anyway, they were away one day and got and I got home one night and I walked into the house and I remember looking in my bedroom thinking I swear I didn't leave my light on like my lamp and I thought that looks weird but I just had a headache so I was like I just need to go to bed take some drugs go to bed now if you've listened before you'd know that I've got like a past medical history so I am that person that has like I've got like a container Two actually now, but like big plastic tubs of drugs,
1: like a fishing lure box size, bigger, thing. Or bigger. bigger than that. Yeah,
0: like um, <laughs> like A four, like footprint size, but probably about five inches deep, full of drugs and medical history. And Whoa. I've got a couple of them, and vitamins and stuff now. But anyway, I I have this special spot in the kitchen where I just put that, and every week. I'd deal up my drugs like an old person and have them in pill providers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have <laughs> I not, not told you No, not this? surprising at all, though. Yeah. yeah. It was like, that's old. I'm like, it's so convenient, though. I just put a handful in my mouth and it's done for yeah, the day. Sounds perfect. <laughs> perfect. So, I went to go and get some Panadine Fort because, like, my headache was just massive. And I opened the cupboard and I looked and there was nothing there and it just – flipped my brain out for a second. I was like, where's my drugs? Like, where's my drugs? And I was trying to, like, think. I was like, oh, did I put them out in the car? No, I wouldn't have done that. Like, I was walking around. Like, I looked everywhere in the house, everywhere, and they always lived in this one, like, little cupboard that I was pretty much the only one that went into. Looked out in the car, looked everywhere, and then in the end I was like, nah, someone's nicked them. I called the police because... There's a lot of drugs that could have, like... So,
1: they didn't take just the Panadine for... They took
0: the the whole tub. Right. Like, the tub was missing. So, I was trying to, like, rack my brains on if I'd put them in the car or something to move or whatever like that. And it was, like, 11 o'clock at night and the others were, like, away away and I'd message them to say, oh, did you happen to move them? And they're, like, no. So, I called the cops because not only did it have, like drugs that had decent street value to sell, it had all my medical history, Mm. like, in those boxes, basically. So, all my personal stuff. So, I was a bit, like, freaked out. And the cops came and they were a bit, like, we can't really see, you know, it's not like the house has been upended. And I was like, yeah, I know, but, like, these are gone and I feel like I should be telling you this because... Mm they're sort of significant and they said well how could they have got in I said oh well there was a key out here like you can easily get in I said there was a guy that was a bit suspect that was living with me and everything like this and they're like yeah okay and they made me do a police report and everything but didn't don't think really took it seriously to be honest (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um but I was a bit like anxiety like fuck someone's been in the house they haven't like smashed door open they've actually just been in and out and taken exactly what they wanted and left and i was racking my brain and i just kept thinking it has to be him it has to be him like no one else and the other chick that was on night she she was getting like oh you can't just accuse anyone of just doing it and da, da, da. and i said look there's no other person that it would be that i can think of like da, da, da. it was just too prominent in my head and I was thinking it over and over and I was like all this other stuff that had been happening and then started to just stack up in my brain Mm. and I talked to the neighbours because I'm friendly with everyone. Both sides of the neighbours knew me but on one side the other guy hadn't even thought we had a neighbour because their place looked pretty deserted most of the time Mm. and I went and talked to her and I said, oh, I just want to check like did you happen to see anything Oh, she goes, oh, I'm really sorry. I can't really help you too much. And I said, oh, anything, like if you saw anything, that would be really helpful. And she said, oh, well, there was a black ute that pulled up at, you know, 6.05 and a little scrawny guy with a hat got off with black hair and he ran inside while I was taking my groceries in and... I saw him run inside the house and then by the time I got out, like the ute and everything was gone mm. and it was black and it had black, green, like all this. And I was like, oh, that's fairly helpful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just an exact description of the car.
0: <laughs> what, um, what build was he? She was like, oh, he was only small like you and he had like black hair and a hat. And I was like... <laughs> That's him. Yeah, (laughs) I was just like, ah, yep. That's very helpful, thank you. But obviously, I had no evidence or anything like this, so I decided to call his bluff. Mm. And I messaged him, and I got in a lot of. I talked to Dad about it, and Dad said, "Oh yeah, I never trusted him for a second. Something off with him. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me." Messaged him, basically said, "Hey, how you going?" Just wanted to let you know that I've got security footage of you coming into the house on this evening and leaving with my drug box. (laughs) Um, Mm. If you return it, I uh, won't take it any further. But if it doesn't come back, I'll be going down to the police station and giving a statement. (laughs) Yeah. And... I felt sick actually writing that message because I'm very much – I don't like accusing anyone of anything. But I just – there was too much that I knew and I thought, I'm not going to not sort of own it and, you know, say I apologise if it wasn't him. Anyway, he just went – deleted me straight off (laughs) Facebook. Didn't reply. The other chicks were like, oh, you can't accuse anyone of da-da-da like this. And I said, oh, look – I'm so sure I'm just so sure, and i've he's got all my personal stuff, mm. like it's personal. it's not like a just a hat rack or like a car or something like there's medical records in there, anyway, so I sent that left less than an hour later when I got home. there was this box chucked <laughs> in the driveway, nice. <laughs> Picked it up and I was like, "Ah, you sucker!" Didn't touch it or anything though, and got it fingerprinted by the cops yeah. <laughs> like that. and gave a proper statement. They said, "Yeah, he's got a massive history. We can't pin anything on him." Da da da. So basically, I won that, but no one believed me when I said that I was sure it was him. Like, even the guy that I'd lived with previously, whose house it was, he was like, "No, no, he's my mate. He wouldn't do that." And I was yeah. like, "Just, it's <laughs> drugs." People get hooked into drugs and all this stuff and so many stories came out after that he was getting drugs delivered to work and he got someone's boss's wife to pick him up from the post office, like all this hectic stuff.
1: I've got two questions. Yeah. One's less important, so I'll ask that second. But the first one, did you go and get yourself a glass full of moonshine and just shove it in your housemate's face and say, I was right?
0: No, but um, I've still got some moonshine if you you, want to try. The same batch? Yeah. Do you want to try it?
1: I would love to. It's
0: like 90% proof though. (laughs) Okay. It's it's hidden in my um, wardrobe because I can't trust that if I put it out like in normal public view that (laughs) someone wouldn't just have one and probably die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, if you want to see a video of me. Trying Bell's moonshine? Are
0: you actually going to? Yeah, I'll try. This stuff. is amazing. I was going to get into. It'll actually, have to be like
1: a little quarter shop. there because it might into knock me over.
0: Getting to making the stuff out of fr- fermented fruit, I'll learn all how to do that. Yeah. And basically, you stick them in a barrel and with the sugar and everything, and you just let them bubble away, and you just keep kicking, kicking the barrel until it stops bubbling, and then okay. that's when you are like move into that
1: actually kick it with your foot
0: yeah like you just gotta ta- you just gotta sit there for ages that's not as you know not a refined pub. Per- <laughs> no it just
1: didn't sound like it was <laughs> i've just said this is burning in my mind okay. so i'm sure it is for people at home did you ever find out whose dog it was
0: Oh, it was his dog.
1: It was his dog. Yeah. So, he wasn't babysitting. No, he was. When you said that, I thought, oh, he's clearly stolen a dog. No,
0: he got it. He bought a dog and just pretended that it was like Uh, So, it's
1: it's only going to be here for a little bit. Yeah. And
0: then he made a whole yard for it and everything. And I just said he used to be weird. And he was one of the ones where if I saw his car there, I'd just keep driving and not go home until I knew he'd be like in his room. (laughs)
1: Okay, that sucks.
0: Like, and the neighbor next door that had a daughter said, yeah, he was so weird. Right. Like, he just used to sit there. In his car and just be creepy. And I was like, oh, I knew it. God. I knew it. Right. (laughs) But yeah, so he just lied basically. And he used to, uh, like, in hindsight, I'd have money missing, but just think it was me carelessly Mm. forgetting. Or you spent it it. and you couldn't remember it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Every time I think I know how many jobs and weird little ventures you've been involved in. You mentioned something else I didn't know about, which is awesome. I love finding that stuff out. At one point in your life, you were involved in a chalky lab business. (laughs) When you said that to me, I remember just thinking, what were those words you just strung together? Like, what were you doing?
0: Chalky lab business. Chalky lab
1: business. You just said it like, you should know that I was involved in chalky labs. (laughs) All right. So, can we finish off talking about dogs? We
0: were breeding chalky labs.
1: Who's we? Tell me who's we. Mum and dad. Mom and dad.
0: So, it was a byproduct. Like, we had like- We got into Choccy Labs before they were a thing and anyone knew about them.
1: So, Choccy Labs are now-
0: Well, no one knew about them when we started. They were like- People thought that they were fake. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because they were quite rare. So, the chocolate breed is like a- Yeah, it's a rare recessive gene basically and to breed it properly, you either have to, you know- you have to so, for people not
1: aware of what the color is, is a Chalky Lab a name of a black lab or is it- It's the, chocolate. It's chocolate. It's brown. Yeah, it's brown. It's brown. Righto. Yeah.
0: And when we were breeding them, they were so rare that we were having people buy them in Hong Kong and we are flying them over to Hong Kong. Wow. For, and this was, I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to say how many years ago, lots of years ago. Yes. And even back then, they were buying them for like $2,000. Wow. And- like I think that's about the going rate now, so you can t- tell. And then all of a sudden, it got cool. It's like Flannies at the moment that pisses me off that everyone <laughs> thinks Flannies are cool. Yeah, because no, they're in the shops. I'm feeling you. It's the same thing happened with Chockey Labs. Everyone got on board with the the Chucky Lab scenario, and they just became less of a less of a niche thing and more of a. So the only way that you can you can either breed a Chalky Lab from a Chalky Lab and a Chalky Lab, right? Yep. Or. A gold lab and a brown lab might breed a recessive gene. Black lab or a black lab and a gold lab will probably just throw black or gold. So, it's a very like the gene is recessive and you have to get the the right line up. Otherwise, you, yeah, it's a bit of an anomaly type yeah. scenario.
1: So, how so- did you guys get to your... Was this something you stumbled into or was there an intentionality to getting into yeah, chucky Labs? Did you guys- just
0: found that she liked the Colour Chocolate Labs. And we- but
1: you owned one and that's what made you do it?
0: Yeah, we owned one and then we got like another- We had two females and we had Milo, which was the boy. And Milo actually saved my brother's life. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't expecting to go there. Okay, well we can't leave, we can't leave that one dangling. So can we talk about that?
0: Well, we could, but Milo was the most beautiful chocolate lab, and my brother, when he was younger, used to sleepwalk, and one night he just went missing, pretty much, and we couldn't find him anywhere, and he'd walked down to the dam sleepwalking. And Milo had pulled him out.
1: Oh, he was in the dam. Yeah. Holy shit.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Milo was amazing. Yeah. He was.
1: Good on you, Milo. <laughs> Bloody hell.
0: He was good. And then Milo and Poppy, right, we had them until, they like, we stopped breeding. But Milo and Poppy, they were, like, we had them till they were 15 and 16. They stopped breeding, like, when they were, like eight or nine, but they lived together in the Love Shack, which was an old um, tin thing from a shed company that had all the different samples of different coloured tin on it. It was like an old display thing. Yeah, right. And we called it the Love Shack. (laughs) And they lived in there to see out most of it. And Milo was- one year older than Poppy. Poppy was mad like me, basically. It's just scattered way, acted way younger than what she was. Yep. And Milo aged considerably quicker and it was the most- Well, it's a heavy burden being a hero. <laughs> yes, <laughs> You've got to true. carry that. True. Um, but it got to the point when they got so old, like Milo had been going downhill for a couple of years, but then Poppy had a stroke and she couldn't see properly and he'd- like guide her around which was lovely but then it was just it got to the point where you're just like oh we she can't function properly so we'll put her down and then we thought no we have to put them both down together because they'll be heartbroken Mm. without each other yeah and so we got the vet out poppy was the first one that we put down and as soon as she was getting put down just milo just died himself wow ah. what a bond, hey?
1: That is a bond.
0: It was hectic. He was such a good dog.
1: Well, I yeah. wasn't thinking we'd finish the episode that way, <laughs> Mel, but that was a beautiful story. It was a beautiful <laughs> story. Yeah, so thank you for telling us it's that. It's all right. right I guys. What well, a hero. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it just feels weird to go anywhere but to say goodbye now after that, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for rejoining us, and we'll be back pretty regularly. Okay? Yep. Thanks, Mel.
0: Later. Bye-bye.